inch by inch, row by row, gonna make this garden grow. I beg your pardon, I never promised you a rose garden, along with the sunshine, there's gotta be a little rain sometime. Sugar. News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. It's the Pensacola Expert Panel. You know what time it is. It's time for the Garden Line with your host, Mike Wiggins. How you doing this morning, hey, sir? Hey, doing great, Jack. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. Hanging in there, hanging, hanging in there. there. So, good, good yeah, beautiful you. morning. Very it sunny. and gorgeous yeah. morning. Yes, it is. We're going to have a couple of very pretty days coming up here. Mm. We're going to hit the 70-degree mark. Wow. Yes, Back sir. In the 70s. Yes, sir. I'll take that mm-hmm. all day long. Well, Jake, we got, you know, we're, we're getting ready to ease into spring here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just thought it was kind of cool um, about there are two special dates in February that, that we need to talk about on the garden line. One, we always talk about the weather. So probably start there. And that was on February 2nd, which was Groundhog Day. When um, Puxatani Phil came out of his burrow, mm-hmm. did um, did not see his shadow, and so he um, indicated that we will have a very early spring. That is good news. It's good news for all of us who live in Pensacola and love all these springtime activities, but it's great for gardeners because we can kind of get into the spring mode. It's a little early for, obviously, some of the annuals and that type of thing. But as we get into February and into March, there, there's so much that we can do. But real quick, one little note, Jake. I don't know if you saw this. Can you guess how many people showed up in Gobbler's Knob in Puxahani, Pennsylvania, mm. for the, to watch the Groundhog Ceremony? I believe somebody was saying when, before the movie Groundhog Day came out, they had around, I think it was around 2,000. Okay. And then now I think they have close to 10 or 15, or 12. The latest like I that. read about, they had 30,000 30. people. Now, I find that hard to believe. Wow. I mean, that, you know, you don't have much of a life. Right. Well, it grows <laughs> every year. Gonna do. It grows every year because mm-hmm. with Netflix and things like that, I mean, people can just watch this movie whenever they want, and it's just such a cult classic. So yeah. Now, if Bill Murray showed up, he probably and, um, was there. He, he, he shows he up was in there, random places. The crowd coming. Yeah. Well, anyway, but the point is, of course, that um, we're going to have an early spring, mm-hmm. and it's good for us here. No guarantee that's really going to happen, but, right. you know, it's fun to talk about. Don't so, we always have an early spring here in Pensacola? I think that's Compared true. to everybody else? Yeah, I think that's Except true. Miami? Let's say it compares to Chicago. Yeah, we have an, <laughs> yeah. We have an early spring. Absolutely no yeah. doubt about it. The other date that's important, of course, is... Coming up very soon is Valentine's Day. And the reason we bring that up on the garden line is so many people will send roses. And so if you're going to send roses, why don't you go ahead and grow them? So um, I've got a few little um, hints on how to grow roses and how um, roses are are classified. But there is one thing that I, I, as I was making a few notes, I was told all my life, Jake, if you are going to give your better half a dozen roses, but that may be out of the budget, mm-hmm. <laughs> it may not be pricey. something you want to do, don't give her six, don't give her three, you only give one, one. rose or a dozen roses, one of the two. Hmm. No in between. That may be urban legend. I don't know. But um, I've always heard that. I'm sure our people at home can help us clear that out while they're texting us and telling us about those roses. Yes, so, 437-1620 is our number. Yeah, Go ahead and send us, us a give text us, or give, us a, give text. us a call. Absolutely. Yeah. But as we talk about roses, we first thing we got to do is, is talk about the types of roses. And if you look, do a little research, you'll see they're really about – 300 species of roses you can't cover them all Mm -hmm. that's for sure so what we need to do is talk about the basic categories 
But first of all, let's talk about quality. Roses come really in three grades. Grade number one is the highest quality. That means it's got some very, very nice-looking canes on there, um, and it's a strong plant, and you put it in the ground, it's really going to do well for you. There's also one-and-a-half grade, which obviously is not as good as the number one, and it's generally a little cheaper. But then there's number two. I don't think anybody wants to buy a number two grade rose. I've seen them displayed in some garden centers on the sales rack where they're wrapped in plastic with sawdust and have a couple of spindly little canes coming out. If you're going to grow roses in Pensacola, you've got, quite frankly, enough of a challenge to start with. So the last thing you want to do you start out with a number two grade rose, which I think it's very dicey that it's ever going to do anything for you. So go number one. That's, that's the message. Go buy a number one rose, only that. And I always like to recommend you buy them potted. Most of your garden centers will pot a number one rose in, say, a three-gallon pot with good soil, and then you're really well on your way to success. So that's how I would buy them. And of course, I think we talked last week in general about some of the categories. There are about 300. So there are only about five or six that we need to pay attention to really. Okay. Those are the tea rows. Now the tea roses are what you're going to send Jake on Valentine's. They are long stem, generally red for Valentine's obviously. And they're all different kind of beautiful tea roses. They really are. Grandiflora, which is what we talked about last week, is a larger growing bush and larger blooms. Really a pretty landscaping plant, mm. quite frankly. Then there's kind of the opposite of grandiflora, which is a floribunda, which is a shorter growing plant, smaller blossoms, very hardy, very hardy, and very beautiful, really. Then two more categories. There's a miniature rose, which in my opinion are fun to grow in containers. Put them in, a, say, an 8-inch pot, put them on the patio, and they are very small, very small blooms, but they're fun to grow. And finally, of course, climbing roses, which you can put on a trellis or a fence or let it run up the brick fireplace. And um, we always talk about if you're going to let it run up the fireplace or the side of the house, you need to use a lead-headed nail. You know, have you seen a lead-headed nail, Jake? No, I think I what have. It is, it's, a, it's a nail that will go into the mortar of the brick with a, a lead fold-over piece of lead. It's mm. kind of soft. It will, it's flexible, and you put that around the stem, and as it grows, you continue to put oh, okay. these lead-headed nails up oh, okay, yeah. because they're not gonna, a rose is not going to adhere right. to, a, to a brick wall, no doubt about it. So those are the types of roses. Um, but real quick, I want to ask you this question, Jack. Jake, um, the tea roses, the hybrid tea roses, are absolutely gorgeous. They're probably the standard. If you're going to grow one rose, that's what. But they have some interesting names. I'm going to give you a list of names that um, roses are named. And there's one rose in there that is yet to be named. So here we go. You ready? Okay. Some of these are old names, old actors. Mm. Cary Grant. Oh. Then there's Dolly Parton. My favorite rose ever, Mr. Lincoln. Oh. Kate Smith. How far back does that go? Is that Arlene is Francis? That, is that Granny Smith's granddaughter? Gran Kate Smith? Yeah, I bet it is. I bet you're right. Ronald Reagan. Jake Walker. Ah, oh, no, come on. Wait now. now. How about Pope John Paul II? Which one of those is not a named rose? Well, I well, think that's pretty that, easy. That's for, a hard question. We'll have yeah. to ponder that one. All right. But seriously. There are a lot of roses named after famous people hmm. that, that really are kind of cool. But there's always other roses, tea roses, that um, are great. They have great names. Um, April in Paris, hmm. um, Cabana, Brigadoon, Beloved, Beautiful Dreamer, Outstanding. JFK, that's a pretty one, too. Yeah. Anyway, um, tea roses have great names. And I've always wondered, Jake, who names these roses? Mm. Who sits in a room? Because it's got some really beautiful names. 
Yeah. I don't know how they don't run out of names, but tea roses have great names. It's a great plant. If you're going to grow one rose, grow the tea rose. Tea rose. Down. All right. If you have questions this morning, please let us know. 437-1620. Call or shoot us a text, and we will get your questions answered here on the air with Mike Wiggins. It's the Garden Line on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable, Pensacola expert panel. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Mansfield Coe from Pensacola Hardware. We are your best local and regional resource for industrial construction and hardware supplies. Daily, we meet the needs of Pensacola's construction companies, providing superb knowledge and co-compliant products. We specialize in concrete and masonry tools, fall protection products, and tools and supplies for the HVAC, mechanical plumbing, electrical, and glass trades. Give us the opportunity to show you why we are Pensacola's oldest and best hardware and construction supply company. Pensacola Hardware, 20 East Gregory Street, downtown. Is a paid by the hour repairman come to your home to do repair and seems to be working awfully slow? Ah! After all, the longer they work, the more you pay. And when they're finally done, you get the bill. It's dangerous to give a repairman a blank check because your bill could be much larger than expected. That's why Barberry Plumbing uses a flat rate pricing system. You'll know exactly to the penny what you'll pay before the work begins. No questions, no surprises, no high bills. You get Barberry Plumbing's team of radio dispatched uniform professional service technicians. They can handle any plumbing repair or replacement job you need, including insulation and gas piping to your whole house generator. They are fully insured for both residential and commercial work. Call Barberry Plumbing at 477-8782 or look for Barberry Plumbing in the business white pages. Barberry Plumbing license number is RF11067749. Parents usually know if their children will argue over their inheritance, but this can be prevented. I'm Wesley Odom with Armand Advisors. No one wants to see their wealth wasted away because of poor planning. I've assisted several clients with estate planning ideas and sometimes have served as trustee or executor upon their death. Give me a call at 497-6167. Armada Advisors is charting a better course. Pensacola, it's almost time for the most Mardi Gras for all y'all event of them all, the Grand Parade, Saturday, February 10th at 2 p.m. in downtown Pensacola. And the only thing that could top the Grand Parade is Fat Tuesday, February 13th, starting at 11 a.m. in Seville Court. A big, easy-style Mardi Gras festival, including a crawfish boil, Cajun food trucks, and all the dancing and party in downtown can handle. See you at the Grand Parade and Fat Tuesday, February 10th and 13th. All the big national news in a conversation with Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins from 11 till 2 on News Radio 923. Informative, local, dependable. Sleep deprivation was even a problem back in the 60s. Who knew? Who knew about that? Um, you didn't know what it was called. But right, right. Exactly. It's the Pensacola Expert Panel, The Garden Line, with your host, Mike Wiggins. So glad to have you here. Thank you for joining us. If you have questions, 437-1620. Uh, we're talking about tea roses today. That was really fascinating. I didn't know there was over 300 oh, species kinds, of roses. Got Valentine's Day coming up. So, uh, yeah, if you can... Plan to grow your own roses. That'll save you quite a bit. Boy, it'll save you some money, no doubt mm-hmm, about it. Mm-hmm. Just a couple more names of roses in case you're interested and may want to pick some up. The um, new one out of uh, the Floribundas is just called Outrageous. Mm. Outrageous Floribunda. That's cool. And the Grand of Flora, um, it's interesting names. Chicago Peace, which has been around a long, long time. Um, let's see. Also... That's where the Ronald Reagan rose comes in, is that Grandiflora. So all kind of fun names and uh, kind of impossible to know them all. But if you can pick the color that you like, the one that has a good scent, um, quite frankly, find a rose that has had success here in Pensacola. That's the key. That Mr. Lincoln is, is one that's good. The JFK is good. 
those have done well in, in our categories. Do we have a DeSantis? Economy. Is there a DeSantis rose? No comment. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's done well here in Florida. How you know? How in the world can we bring politics into the garden line? I don't know. <laughs> we we had better not do that. No, I was, I was talking about roses, man. Talking about roses, absolutely. All right, all right. And, and one of the big questions about roses, of course, is how do you prune them, and when do you prune them? Well, it goes by zone. If you live up in New York, you prune them in May. But, of course, we're in zone 8 here, so we prune ours in February and March. And we kind of key on Valentine's Day as not only a day to give roses, but a day to prune roses. No no doubt about it. So that's what you do. Now, what you're going to need, I think this goes without saying, um, some good gloves. Maybe some gloves that almost go up to your to your elbow because you're going to get pinched by those um, thorns on the roses. You need bypass shears, not anvil shears. I think our gardeners know exactly what I mean by that. But bypass shears are critical. And then, of course, heavy long sleeves. That's really, really important. Okay. Now, if you're going to prune them, there's some rules you need to follow. And I jotted a few down here. Let's see what we've got. Um Number one, if you're pruning roses, remove all the remaining leaves. They're all going to fall off anyway. Um, it allows you to see the structure of the rose that you're going to prune and, quite frankly, what you need to do um, to move forward pruning that rose. And you start pruning with dead wood. You'll notice it. Just clip all the dead wood off of the rose. And then this is one that a lot of people don't do. Open up the center of the plant. You want that rose to have kind of a, a vase look to it. So these crossing limbs and such, um, cut that out and oh, kind of open up the rose to make it um, open up the center of the rose. Then remove any thin growth, especially if you've got some good, where you bought those number one roses, um, a good, have no, no canes smaller than a pencil. I think that's a good rule. Um, and then, this is one I'm not sure I agree with. I, I really hope there's a rose grower or somebody, a member of the Rose Society in Pensacola that can help me with this. Some of the rules say to seal the fresh cuts. Well, if you're pruning a tree, we used to put that tar where we cut a limb off. But all the experts, all the studies have said, don't do that. Um, let it uh, heal by itself. So I would almost say you would want to do the same thing with a rose, but I would love to hear from one of our rose growers up there. And this is, goes without saying, when you're finished, clean up everything you've chopped off because if you don't, you might find you're leaving um, stems and such as that that may be diseased. And so you want to get rid of all of those. And then the last thing you've got to do is... Um, Love your roses. Feed mm. them. Feed them once a month. They are heavy, heavy feeders. And the experts will say if you really love roses, but you hate pruning roses, um, some of your um, knockout roses may be where you want to go. Knockout roses. So here's what you got to do. You got to fertilize them frequently once a month. Um, get rid of insects because um, and there are many products you can spray them with. Or is it some granular material you can use? Um, powdery mildew is a problem. Black spot is a problem. Those That's fungus. And that's where you can use some good rose insect powder or rose um, fungicide powder. And um, so you've got you've to take care of them. They do um, need some care. So that's what we do. The knockout, oh, the knockout rose is about pruning those. You don't want to necessarily prune them like you do the um, hybrid teas or the grandiflorus. Um, on the second year, you can cut them back about halfway. That's really about all you need to do. Okay. They're going to bloom in spite of yourself. So the last thing about pruning is this. All right. There's an acronym, prune, right? Right. P, prepare the plant, get the leaves off of it. R, remove all broken, dead, dying, or diseased wood. U, understand the plant, the type of rose it is, and what you want it to look like. And N, Leave nothing behind, nothing left behind. So cleaning up and E, enjoy your roses. So that's a little acronym about 
pruning roses. All righty. If you have questions, get them in. 437-1620. We're going to take another commercial break. Uh, we've got a great sponsor, Blue Sky Landscaping, you'll hear about here. And uh, get your questions in before it's too late. we got Mike Wiggins on the garden line. We'll be right back. Finding a landscaper that will actually call you back? Check! Finding one that offers high-end designs complemented with 3D walkthrough designs and 2D renderings? Check! Finding a great landscaper that can also execute beautiful landscape and hardscape designs? Check! Finding one that knows how to erect outdoor pergolas, fences, patios, and kitchens? Check! Finding the right landscaper that also offers irrigation services? Check! Hi, this is Lindsay with Blue Sky Landscapes. Call us today for a free quote and check out our work at blueskypensacola.com. This is Pastor Carl Gallops of the Hickory Hammock Baptist Church in Milton, Florida. Are you and your family looking for a church that when Sunday morning rolls around, you can say, oh good, it's time to go to church? Well, let me invite you to consider worshiping with us at Hickory Hammock Baptist Church, where multiplied hundreds of people say these very words every Sunday. We are doctrinally sound, featuring the exaltation of Jesus Christ and the clear contextual preaching of the Bible. The Bible is made relevant and exciting. You're convicted, challenged, encouraged, and uplifted at the same time. We have premier youth ministries, children's ministries, senior adult ministries, Bible studies, and missions outreach. We have a team of pastoral counselors offering guidance for your Christian and family life. You can find out everything you'd want to know about us on our huge and highly interactive website at hickoryhammockbaptist.org. Let me give you an open invitation to worship at Hickory Hammock Baptist Church this Sunday morning. And then the next Sunday, you'll say, oh good, it's time to go to church. I kid you not. Regular members and even first-time guests say it every single Sunday. Join Great Southern Restaurant Group, the home to the Fish House, Atlas Oyster House, Jackson's, Angelina's, and Five Sisters tomorrow on the Pensacola Expert Panel at 9. They'll be talking about Valentine's Day, Pensacon, and other fun things you don't want to miss. That's all tomorrow at 9 on the Pensacola Expert Panel with Great Southern Restaurants. The Pensacola Expert Panel on News Radio 92.3 and AM 1620. Text or call with your questions. 850-437-1620. You know what you want to do in retirement, but do you know how to get there? Tune in to What Your Money Would Say with Andrew McNair of Swan Capital, Saturdays at 1, to get answers to your retirement planning questions. Plan today so you can do all the things you've dreamt about doing in retirement. Don't miss What Your Money Would Say with Andrew McNair, Saturdays at 1. Firm offers insurance services, advisory services offered through Swan Capital, LLC. I bet they'll love you if uh, you give them roses on Valentine's Day. That's what we're talking about today, uh, a little bit here on the Garden Line with Mike Wiggins. Uh, get your questions in before it's too late. We've got text starting to roll back in, um, and uh, we're about to have Fox News here in about 30 seconds. Uh, but go ahead and get those questions ready. Text them on in, 437-1620, or just give us a call. We'll put you right on the air, and we'll answer that question. Very good. Jake, you really want to know more about roses? Yeah. Look into the Pensacola Rose Society. They meet um, 6 p.m. the second Monday of each month at the Pensacola Garden Center. And there you will have kind of just like the Camellia Club. Mm, yeah. They will answer. If you're a novice, if you've never grown a rose in your life, they will help you. They will give you some guidance as to which roses to plant, how to plant them, where to plant them, how to take care of them, all of that. Because it is, roses can be a complicated subject. Oh, yeah. And that's we've really just hit the high points this morning. Mm -hmm. But um, the Rose Society is a great resource to go learn about roses. All right, and uh, we'll answer this question coming up after Fox News, but uh, how far back should an existing tea rose be pruned? Current roses are about five to six feet tall. So uh, we'll, we'll hit that when we come back. Get your questions in. We're talking about roses, but whatever you want to ask about, we will, we will get your answers here on The Garden Line with Mike Wiggins. We'll be right back after Fox News. This is a Fox News alert. I'm Chris Foster. A D.C. federal appeals court rules former President Trump does not have immunity from prosecution for trying to overturn the 2020 election results. A Supreme Court appeal is expected next. It's primary day in Nevada. Former President Trump opting out of the primary instead. Running in Thursdays, GOP hosted Republican presidential caucuses, which Haley is not taking part in. Nevada's GOP says it will award its 26 delegates to whoever wins the caucuses. Fox's Kristen Goodwin. President Biden this morning speaks in support of a Senate border and foreign aid spending bill that's opposed by an increasing number of Republicans. Brandon Judd, who is the president of the National Border Council, says he hopes for its quick passage. Fox News also obtained an 
an internal memo where the acting CBP commissioner, Troy Miller, called the deal the strongest set of tools they've had in decades. Fox's Jeff Paul in Eagle Pass, Texas. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning. It's 931, 53 degrees and sunny right now. I'm Steve Taylor for News Radio Pensacola. An Escambia County man was arrested on Sunday after he allegedly called West Florida Hospital and threatened to blow up the facility. 63-year-old John McCollum allegedly called the hospital on February 3rd, angry and agitated because he was looking for his mother to see if she was okay. That's according to an arrest report from the Escambia County Sheriff's Office. He called the hospital multiple times and said, quote, I will blow that place up. Unquote. That's according to the report. One of the hospital employees who answered the phone allegedly told McCullum his mother was safe and he could speak with her. That employee said McCullum called back two more times, still agitated, but did not make any more threats towards the hospital. He was arrested at his home on February the 4th and charged with threat to bomb. That's according to the report. Santa Rosa County leaders appear to be set to begin a process that could end with the county being the new home of Florida's largest American flag. That idea was proposed by District 3 Commissioner James Calkins. If it was big enough, you'd be able to see it in so many different places in Milton that it would just, it would be, you know, with what's going on in the United States of America right now, it would just be amazing and a, a deep sense of pride to show that Santa Rosa County supports the USA. We support our military. Under his idea, the flag would be housed at the administrative complex, although that is not set in stone. Between now and Thursday's meeting, county staff is working to come up with the estimates on the cost. Santa Rosa County Administrator Devan Cook told Andrew McKay on Pensacola Morning News earlier this morning. Some of the initial um, information we've received, staff has received from talking to other organizations and doing some research it looks we're thinking somewhere in the one hundred and fifty thousand dollar range for the flagpole um, placing it where we decide to place it and the flag themselves commission chairman sam parker suggested the cost come through the county's tourism tax dollars and tying the flag to the county's tourism marketing efforts last month the pensacola city council meeting as the community redevelopment agency board voted to move forward with the demolition of the city-owned malcolm young gym in a four to two vote but now the james b washington education and sports group has offered to purchase the gym city property at 900 east jackson street for five hundred and twenty eight thousand seven hundred ninety dollars pensacola mayor dc reeves estimates the cost to do a full engineering assessment then repair the facility could approach three million dollars the city council scheduled to vote on Thursday to award a demolition contract for the gym at a cost of $49,232. Let's check the forecast with Channel 3. This is meteorologist Brooke Richardson with your first morning weather update. We are going to be seeing a beautiful sunny day today with temperatures warming up into the 60s. High today near 64 degrees. Overnight tonight, temperatures dropping near 43 degrees. For Wednesday, nice sunny skies return. High near 62. Wednesday night, temperatures dropping near 49. Beautiful weather for our Thursday as well with a high near 65 degrees. Stay connected to Channel 3 News First Morning Weather Team. Download the WEAR-TV weather app. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Morning Weather Center. Right now, 53 in Pensacola, 53 in Gulf Breeze, and 54 in Milton at 934. The next news is at 10, breaking news anytime. I'm Steve Taylor for News Radio Pensacola. Informative, local, dependable. I'm Nicole Murray with Your Money Now. Lyft has announced its drivers will earn at least 70% of rider fares each week after external fees. This includes local taxes and government-mandated insurance. Lyft motorists will also be told the exact breakdown of how the rider fees are being used. Lyft says drivers earned an average of 88% of rider fares each week in 2023. However, 15 out of every 100 drivers still earned less than that 70%. If drivers make below that threshold, Lyft said it will pay the difference. Eli Lilly has reported fourth quarter revenue and adjusted earnings that topped expectations. This is due to the strong launch of its new weight loss drug, ZepBound, and higher prices for its blockbuster diabetes treatment, Mountjero. The medical giant pulled in over $175 million from ZepBound alone. Stocks are mixed. The Dow Industrials are up. The S&P 500 and the NASDAQ are down. That's your money now. And now with a step back in the archives of Pensacola News, here's John Appleyard. 
February the 6th, 1931, from the veranda of what your reporter can only call the most beautiful house in Pensacola. This is News Radio 1620. And now also on FM 92.3. Yes, several of we newsmen were invited here today, and we're seated on the veranda of what the owners are now calling the Barclay House on Florida Blanca Street, right on Pensacola Bay. The owners, George and Clara Barclay, have been in our city for about a decade, for he is a successful merchant, a ship owner, and public servant in several capacities with local government. The house, which the Barclays describe as a Creole high house, is built well above the possibility of rising waters and is of general masonry, its walls of locally made brick covered with a form of stucco and then scored to give the impression of tiling. Yes, Barclay House is the first of what we could all hope will be many with a size and style to add a new building generation for Pensacola's downtown. It is surely a place for fine entertaining. This is John Appleyard for News Radio 1620. When you need to know. As a mayor, the city council meetings, boards, etc., is it ever a topic to survey on how you can give money back to citizens by lowering costs or taxes? Pensacola Mayor D.C. Reeves took your questions on a News Radio 923 Town Hall meeting. Obviously, that, you know, you would hear in a council meeting if that has uh, been a conversation, but I, I guess the bigger question is how do we figure out how we treat the taxpayer money? When you need to know. News Radio 923. Informative, local, dependable. News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. It's the Pensacola Expert Panel, Garden Line, with your host, Mike Wiggins. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Join the conversation. Get your questions in before it's too late, 437-1620. Right before the break, we had somebody text in, how, how far back should an existing tea rose be pruned? Current roses are about five to six feet tall. Oh, that's a good question. If the rose that you're growing is say in a flower bed and it's in the background, you don't have to prune it back quite as far. Mm. If it's in the front, you can prune it back a little bit further. But here's a, here's a rule of thumb. The lower you prune, the bigger the flower and longer the stem. Mm. That makes sense. Um, it's good for cutting and if you're going to exhibit it like at the, a rose show, that type of thing. Leave them a little taller and you'll tend to get more blooms, all those smaller and on shorter stems. I have found that if you've got one about five feet, I think you could take it down to maybe two feet, maybe even a little bit lower, and you're going to be fine. Mm. When it's all said and done, I've read some articles that say, you got to cut it back. It's better for the plant, but you really can't do it any damage if you cut it way back mm. or don't cut it back at all you're still going to get rose blooms still going to have a successful plant but i would go on the one that we were talking about a five to six footer at least go half and maybe a little bit more okay but be sure but be sure now remember what we talked about a minute ago to try to get that vase look out of it if you've got crossing limbs dead limbs kind of make that vase, kind of open it up in the center, that's going to make for a better plant, no doubt. All right, Dave in Pensacola texted in. He wants to know, are there any jasmine plants that do well in our area? He would love to enjoy that scent when flowering. And uh, P.S., on your advice, we went to the Camellia Show last weekend. Oh. My girlfriend and I each bought a couple of plants and are really excited about them. Thanks. So, yeah, thank you, Dave. Oh, Dave, thank you. I'm so glad you went. Um, Catherine. Yeah, alerted us to that show. Yeah, one Sunday the, um, the li- at the library. Yeah, not, we've got another one coming up. She wants us to know about Sunday, Feb- February twenty fifth. That's the uh, Pensacola Camellia Club will host uh, the public to the UWF Camellia Garden, providing air layering and pruning demonstrations, and they'll have plants available for sale starting at noon. That'll be noon to four there. And uh, for more information about the UWF Camellia Garden tours, go to uh, activities on the UWF Camellia Garden and tours website there. If you've never been to the UWF Camellia Garden, you got to go. Yeah. If you have any interest in camellias at all, because it is spectacular. The Camellia Club and the folks at UWF keep it up, keep it mulched and pruned and, 
well, everything you need to do to keep mm-hmm. a camellia healthy. Right. And so it's it's worth a trip, worth yeah. just a weekend trip out to, to take a look at that garden. Definitely. There's no doubt about it. Now, we're talking about jasmine. Mm-hmm. The, the one you should plant is Confederate jasmine, of course. Oh. It does great here. Put it on a trellis, um, and it'll just be a, a beautiful plant. It'll bloom in the spring, smell great, um, have the white blossoms on it, and we should all plant one if we have space for it. You can also... Once again, sort of like we talked about training a plant to go up a wall, mm-hmm. you could do that, you know, and kind of put those lead-headed nails in there and yeah. kind of keep it on the wall, and it, it would be be great. It is not deciduous. It looks good all year long. takes a little bit of fertilizer. That's about it. It's very few pests. But also, you may want to consider um, it's not going to have those beautiful white blooms on it to the extent that a Confederate jasmine is, but an Asiatic jasmine is a wonderful ground cover. If you've got a, a tree under which you just not have any success growing grass, um, Asiatic jasmine is great. Once again, it never loses its leaves, and the longer it's there, the thicker it'll get. Um, you need to buy them, and oh, you can put them, let's say, um, on on one-foot centers, maybe 12-foot centers, maybe a little bit more. And it'll take them, you know, a year or so to cover. In the meantime, you kind of got to keep the weeds out between them. But, boy, I'll tell you right now, long-term, Asiatic jasmine is a great ground cover. Hmm. And the Confederate jasmine is really a Pensacola basic. You can walk around your neighborhood. If you're a runner, you get out, and um, you you can tell in the spring where the Confederate jasmine are because hmm. the scent is so, so, um, so wonderful. Hmm. All right. I've probably smelled that before walking around downtown and stuff, but I just never knew that that's what it was. Yeah. So I will definitely be on the lookout for that. No. Uh, Confederate and Asiatic Jasmine. Absolutely. Here in our area. It does well. All right. Thank you, uh, Dave from Pensacola. Um, get your texts in before it's too late. 437-1620. We're almost uh, up at another break here in a couple minutes. Man, this time goes by so quickly, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. Jake, what we need to talk about today, kind of, we'll go away from roses for a while. That's, mm-hmm. that's a big subject. And, you know, we just we hit it. spend all hour we, on it. We yeah. hit it lightly. Mm-hmm. But um, it is time to start working on planning for your pre-emergence weed control. Remember, we always have the magic date there around the 15th of February, or at least, let's say, the last couple of weeks of February, first week in March. You've got to get the pre-emergence weed killer on your lawn before the weeds emerge. Obviously, it's obvious by the name because it will inhibit those weeds from germinating and hopefully you'll have less weeds. It's not perfect. It is not perfect, but it really is something that needs to be done if you've had a weed problem. Quite frankly, if you haven't had a weed problem, I wouldn't do it. There's no reason to. And I would do it, quite frankly, um, with a liquid spray um, atrazine is one that is used. That's a pretty good one because so many people, and I think it's a mistake, and, boy, we've preached this sermon on the garden line mm. many a time, is not to use the weed and feed products. Mm. Weed, the weed and feed products have, in general, the right pre-emergence weed control, but what they've got generally is that high nitrogen fertilizer, which you should not be putting on your lawn that early in the season. I think we need to put on the pre-emergence weed control then follow up later as the grass is coming out of dormancy with a post-emergence weed control and then fertilize it. Not fertilize it maybe even till April. Hmm. Some of the experts even say wait till May. Well, I'm a little impatient. I don't, I'll wait. I'll do it a little earlier than that. Yeah. But in April when the grass is coming out of dormancy. So your weed and feed products generally have the right chemicals in there there are just not to be used at the same time. Okay. So, but keep in mind, it is almost time for that pre-emergence. Be so, so careful about getting that um, pre-emergence underneath your desirable plants in your flower bed, um, under the drip line of trees, because it will cause some problems. And many times you don't know what the problems are. They won't manifest themselves until we get... Um, golly, later on in the season. Mm. But if you start putting that weed killer under those desirable plants, 
you can have some problems. Okay. And uh, another text in from the text line here, 437-1620. Uh, can you use Confederate jasmine for ground cover? I wouldn't do it. I would use mm. the Asiatic jasmine. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I, I really would. I think it's going to get um, a little too long, mm. you know, and I think it's going to be too high. I don't think that's going to be your best choice. All righty. I've your seen questions. it done. I've seen it done. Yeah. But I think the Asiatic is better. All righty. Get your questions in, 437-1620. It's the Garden Line with Mike Wiggins. We will be right back after this. Attention hunters, it's time to get better results for your food plots and Barnes Feed Store has what you need to help make your hunting season a success. If you have soil sample results, bring it in and they'll point you in the right direction. Get your bags of pre-mixed seeds or single seeds, deer protein, rice bran, deer candy, and your headquarters for Pennington Rackmaster. Get your food plots right this year. Get over to Barnes Feed Store, a proud Pensacola tradition for over 65 years in Ensland, Old Palafox, and in Molino on Highway 29. I am Claire Stewart with the University of West Florida. On March 2nd, UWF and local partners will present the UWF Arbor Day Market on campus. Listen in to the Pensacola Expert Panel to find out how you can participate in our native species tree giveaways, explore the campus nature trails, and learn more about planting in Northwest Florida. That's Thursday at 9 a.m. on the Pensacola Expert Panel on News Radio 92.3. Major phone carriers make you sign contracts with rigid data plans to trap you into a kind of forced phonogamy. Sounds pretty insecure if you ask me. At Consumer Cellular, we believe in a more consensual and healthy form of phonogamy, free of contracts and more flexible to your data needs. This way, you stick around not because we force you to with contracts and fees, but because you love our phone plans. Like ardently love our phone plans. Phonogamously. Consumer Cellular. When Freedom calls, we're here to answer. Call us at 1-888-FREEDOM. Are you a fan of all things Florida? Then the Fresh from Florida Club should be on your menu. Search and save your favorite recipes, create custom menus, and get all your cooking questions answered by me, Florida's culinary ambassador, Chef Justin, for free. It's easy to sign up, and best of all, you'll be supporting Florida's farmers, ranchers, and fishermen. Join today at FreshFromFlorida.com. A message from the Florida Department of Agriculture and Consumer Services, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this station. News Radio Pensacola on 92.3, 95.3, and AM 1620. Informative, local, dependable. You ever, uh, you ever heard that song? I never have. What is that? It's a song called Scarlet Begonias. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Grateful Dead. So, really? Yeah. It's, it's one of my favorite little groove tunes that they have. Uh, you do, have... You, do, yeah. Go I was going to say, do you remember the the red begonias we talked about last week? Yes. Yes. Remember the name? Oh. What was the name? Oh, that's right. There was vodka, <laughs> there and vodka you had whiskey and, and... And gin. And gin. That's right. right. Yeah, but, yeah. 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 But the, um, the red ones with the bronze leaves... Or vodka. Mm, exactly. That's awesome. Somebody texted in during the break. Is it too late for pre-emergent? Did you say that? Oh, no. Oh, absolutely yeah, okay, not. Yeah. No, we're yeah. right about the right time. Right I like February 15th. Little delay is not going to hurt anything because the grass is very dormant, which is mm-hmm. fine. We just are trying to get those weeds before they come up. And trust right. me, in Pensacola, we start easing into the 70s. And then in the low 80s, those weeds are going to come on like gangbusters. Mm-hmm. Now, if you go out in your yard right now, Jake, you're going to find some weeds. Many of those are winter weeds. Um, one of them that's everywhere is called Poana, annual bluegrass. Mm. It's a pro- it looks bad, especially since it's sitting there in dormant grass, and it's green. And you say, i got to get rid of that. Well, you don't really have to worry about that one and some of your winter weeds. The heat will get them. As soon as our grass starts coming out of dormancy, you've used the pre-emergence, those winter weeds will disappear as we get into mid to late spring, um, early summer at least. So don't worry about those winter weeds. This is the future weeds, the weeds that are going to come up and bug you all summer long. Mm-hmm. That's why we're using the pre-emergence. But no, no, it's, um, it's not too early at all to do that. 
All right, get your questions in before it's too late. 437-1620, got another question just popped in here. What would be a good ground cover to start from seed? That is a, that is a really mm. good question. I am really don't know if I even have an answer for it because I'm not sure there is a good answer for that in, in Pensacola. Mm. I think if you use um, the Asiatic jasmine, some people use ivy. Mm. Um, some people use, if it's very, very shady, use ajuga. But all of those are, are plants. None of those, those can be seeded. Mm. So I have never seen anyone put down a ground cover. And I'm talking about in a landscape now like under a tree, that type of thing. Mm. There's some agricultural ground covers like crimson clover and that type of thing. But for a landscape, um, I've never seen one that can be seeded. Now, we have some great gardeners listening to the garden line. Mm -hmm. If you know one, let me know. Yes. But I think the ones I mentioned are generally the favorites. All right, get your questions in before it's too late. 437-1620. You're listening to The Garden Line with your host, Mike Wiggins, on Pensacola's Expert Panel here on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. All right. Oh, I've got one more. Mm -hmm. This came to mind. If you're in a very sunny area, a great gown cover is Blue Pacific Juniper. Hmm. They are a juniper that kind of crawls along the ground. Obviously, it's a ground cover. That's what it is. It's got to be a sunny area. It won't work in the shade. But Blue Pacific Juniper is one that's been used for years in Pensacola. So that's, that's just another one to think about. All right. Well, and, well Blue, 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 Pacific, Blue Juniper. Pacific Juniper. Also uh, Asiatic and Confederate Jasmine. I'm learning so much here. I, I, Asia, Asiatic Jasmine. Asiatic Jasmine. And then the Ajuga. For Ajuga. The Ivy. Mm-hmm. And, and really, you know, one of the things people use sometimes, Jake, is um, monkey grass, liriope. There's one called Evergreen Giant, and if you put those, if you've got a big area, and you put those about 12 to 18 inches apart and mulch between them, Mm -hmm. it really makes for a nice-looking landscape, a nice-looking ground cover, if you will, Um, and once again, it will last forever Hmm. and look good generally in the cooler months also. We had mentioned uh, when we were talking about roses earlier uh, my wife and I talked the other day because she was pruning a lot last year and figured out that her shears uh, were dirty and she was she transferred uh, a problem from one plant to another and uh, she looked it up and you know you're supposed to regularly clear those uh, uh, pruning shears right or clean those pruning shears right exactly yeah what what do you use for that what do you clean them with well I just some probably some bleach probably bleach yeah and and because you don't want to take that fungus Mm-hmm. from one plant to the other. And, you know, one of the things we didn't mention about pruning on the roses you bring it, but you're mentioning the pruners, is when you're pruning, um, it's got little buds on there, um, on the on the stems. Mm-hmm. You want to prune right above that at a 45-degree angle. Mm. I've always wondered why the experts said a 45-degree angle, but someone told me if you just do it flat, um, parallel with the ground, if you will, it'll hold moisture. Oh. And the moisture can create problems. So, cut a forty-five degree angle, um, and, and that's the best way to do it. All right. Another question here on the uh, text line here four three seven sixteen twenty. Do you have any recommendations on spiderwort weed with purple flowers, elimination or control all over the lawn with more and more each year? Yeah. Well, any weed that has a bloom on it can be classified as a broadleaf weed. Mm. And there are a couple of things you need to do. One is what we just talked about is to use that pre-emergence, middle of February or, you know, thereabouts. That will help future weeds. But the ones that are there, the ones that carry over into the summer, use a post-emergence. One I like is um, Trimec. Now, we need to talk about that. I think next week we need to put some time in that. Definitely. I've got to get to a commercial break. I don't want to, I don't yeah, want to no, run out ahead. of time here. I'll go be, ahead. Yeah, Pensacola's go. expert panel with uh, Mike Wiggins on the Garden Line. We'll be right back. Greater Pensacola's leaders are in the tallest buildings and smallest shops, and they come together here to drive growth and innovation, to bridge industries, 
to share fresh ideas, and to understand how they can play a part in Greater Pensacola success. The Greater Pensacola Chamber of Commerce. We believe local businesses are the cornerstone of a great community. For the ones who get it done, the most important part is the one you need now. And the best partner is the one who can deliver. That's why millions of maintenance and repair pros trust Granger, Because we have professional-grade supplies for every industry, even hard-to-find products. And we have same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders. But most importantly, we have an unwavering commitment to help keep you up and running. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Serving overseas was just the beginning. We might be home from war, but our mission continues in communities all across the country. It's why we're out there in times of peace and crisis, providing meals to the hungry and supplies to the sick. It's why we're giving strength to those who are too weak and bringing resources to those without them. Service doesn't stop when we're done serving. It's what makes us the VFW. Learn more at VFW.org. Hey, Andrew McKay here. This morning we talked to Escambia Sheriff Chip Simmons about several chase incidents that they've had recently and one with a chicken owner that didn't go so great. We also talked extensively about the proposal to build the Florida's largest flag in Santa Rosa County, bills that would change the definition and the penalties for prostitution in the state of Florida, and talked to Sam Abel from Gulf Breeze about the new city council member that the council picked last night and why the council decided not to close off the intersection of Highway 98 and Shoreline Drive. Listen for yourself at NewsRadio923.com. Pensacola right now with Joe and Austin. It's like headline news for radio. Every day, 4 to 7 on News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. It's the Pensacola Expert Panel, Garden Line with Mike Wiggins. Get your questions in before it's too late. If you've got one very last minute, get it into us. Uh, Catherine says, I use rubbing alcohol to clean my tools. That's, there you go. Yeah, very Thanks, good. Catherine. Very good. All right, and you wanted to elaborate on that well, question? Well, yeah, real real quick. Um, yeah. We're trying to kill broadleaf weeds. Right. Ashley, that was her question. She uh, said she has a centipede right. in Bahia. Bahia? Bahia? Yeah, okay. Bahia lawn. You need to be sure when you buy your weed killer for the post-emergence, which you want to use once our grass is about out of dormancy, which is green, if you will, to kill the weeds that are still there. Use a product, Trimec, I said, is good. But it comes in different strengths, Jake. Be sure you read the label and that your strain of grass, be it centipede, bahia, St. Augustine, zoysia, whatever, is on that label. Because if you use the wrong post-emergence weed killer, you can have some real problems. Mm, yeah, definitely avoid that. Right. All right. Always good information here on the Garden Line with Mike Wiggins. Thank you for joining us. Uh, 9 to 11 here weekdays, we have the Pensacola Expert Panel, and we have all of our experts from the community in here on the show. Tune in. Get your questions in uh, for the experts, and uh, we'll get them answered here on the show. Thank you for joining me. We'll be right back with Armada Advisors from 10 to 11. Stay tuned for that. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Jake. You're listening to... News Radio 92.3, WNRP, Golf Breeze, Milton, Pensacola.